Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 11 minutes after 7 here on this Friday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News. It's fallback weekend, right? You change the clocks. Or do you change the clocks anymore? Well, you do. <laughs> Until you're told not to. Oh, no, but I mean, like... Are you going to go Kramer? Remember no. when he just... Uh, no. <laughs> no, but less and less clocks actually need to be changed. They oh, do it on I see own. what you're saying. Some change automatically now. Yeah. Actually, that's the confusing part, is when you wake up on you know Sunday morning, and you're like, which of the... What time <laughs> yeah, is it? Because yeah. your phone adjusts automatically, yeah. but did this clock adjust automatically? We have an expert from Marquette University who's going to talk to us about circadian rhythms ah, okay. and the things that can change in your body and your mind See, I would think it's perfect advantage, right? You fall back an hour, great, we gained an hour of sleep. Absolutely. Apparently it's not that simple. So we're going to talk with her live in studio at 720 this morning. Fewer high school students are vaping these days. That's good news. That's a good sign. Was that you telling me that like kids vape in the, in the oh, high school bathroom? Absolutely. Yeah. My kids complain about it all the time. Vaping in the I get the one. I just wanted to go in and go to the bathroom before lunch. <laughs> okay, so about 10% of high school students said they had used e-cigarettes in the previous month. That's a good sign. It's down from 14% for the same survey last year. Nearly 90% of the youth survey respondents said they used flavored e-cigarettes. There are fruit-flavored e-cigarettes. There are candy-flavored e-cigarettes. So that is uh, Erica Seward. She's with the American Lung Association. The survey involved more than 22,000 students. Now, the survey also found that there was nearly a 50% increase in tobacco product in that being used among middle school students over the past year. So you see vaping down with some teens, but then also the tobacco stuff going up. It's odd, the ebb and flow, right? Because for a while, tobacco like dropped right. considerably among young people as they took up vaping instead. So there must be some new package that's being sold that's a little bit more candy-looking and... and Tastier looking. Oh, no, Eric, we don't market to young people. <laughs> Not, yeah, sure they don't. Seven twenty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. So this weekend we fall back. Continuing debate over changing the clocks. Anyway, majority of Americans say in a recent survey, and it's over sixty percent suggesting they'd like to be done adjusting the clocks. The problem is we don't agree on whether we want to do daylight saving time permanently. Or go back to standard time. It's odd that we don't agree on something. <laughs> right? Yes, we're <laughs> divided. Joined in the studio this morning by Dr. Jennifer Evans. She is a professor at Marquette University in the Department of Biological Sciences. And her field includes the study of circadian rhythms and sleep cycles, which are obviously affected by this change. Dr. Evans, I'm sorry for disrupting your circadian <laughs> rhythms this morning by bringing you in early, but glad you're here. Thank you for having me. So let's talk first about the science behind this. We kind of bill, if, particularly in fall here, as we fall back. Everybody's like, hey, extra hour of sleep. How is that not great for us? Um, they're, they're, it's kind of a complicated answer. The, the short version is that we have a body clock that kind of adjusts to our time zone. And this tracks the sun. And so when we adjust, adjust our social clock, this doesn't it, – it introduces a discrepancy between what time our bodies think it is and when they're programmed to be at their best and when we're forcing ourselves to wake up earlier or later for our social clock. And science has shown that when you introduce a mismatch between your biological time and your social time, this has severe adverse consequences for our health. So just as an example, twice a year we change our clock, and during that week of the year – Heart attacks spike, traffic accidents spike, and other types of 
medical emergencies. And it doesn't matter which way? It doesn't matter which way. It's because either way, it's introducing a discrepancy and a very rapid, immediate discrepancy on the time, the day that it changes. So different is different. (laughs) Yeah. So it's basically like what you're saying. Twice a year, we travel to a new time zone immediately on a day. And we expect that we'll just be able to adopt this new schedule immediately. But there's an inertia to our biological system. So it actually takes a little while to readjust. And while we're readjusting, we're at odds with what our biology wants us to do. Yeah, that was my question earlier was the old idea of like, well, if I fly to the West Coast, am I... You know, I'm changing time zones. Does that mean now I'm, I'm more susceptible to a heart attack just because I'm flying to the West Coast? Unfortunately, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, you just didn't notice. <laughs> um, so usually things like this. So the time change, jet lag across time zones for like flights and things like that. The system is made to adjust to local conditions. So if you wait long enough, you will readjust. And so with the time change, it's usually, you know, a few days people are sleep deprived People are not as alert in the morning when they're going to school or work. Um, but then after a few days, you adjust to the new social clock time. Talking with Dr. Jennifer Evans. She's a professor at Marquette University. So are there times of day, just generally speaking to circadian rhythms, where we're better at certain things? This time of day is better to do you know, tough thinking things. This time of day is better for working out. Yes. Um, there's basically a good time and a bad time to do nearly everything you do. So it depends on what you're trying to do because the, the different systems in our body have different optimal timing. So for what you said in terms of focus, cognitive tasks, kind of memory, studying, learning, these are actually best to do in the mid afternoon. Um, That's probably why this show is so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't think it's not my fault. Okay, if I want to win a golf tournament, when's my tea time? Early or late? I don't know much about golf, actually, but athletic performance does vary with time of training. And so a big part of sports science is optimizing the timing of training Mm -hmm. to get the most out of it. So a recent example, uh, remember how the Bills went to London and they lost that game and everybody was shocked? Well, they didn't go there early and adjust their body clock. So they were actually Mm. like at a disadvantage biologically because they were still in the old time zone at a time where they didn't have peak performance. So there's a lot of discussion about eliminating one of them. You know, let's just stay on daylight saving or let's stay on the standard or whatnot. If we had to stay on one, which one do you think would be the better one for us to stay on? Um, So there is an ongoing debate going on about this, and the the scientific community has taken one stance based on the health consequences and the ramifications, and economists and politicians have taken another, uh, which is mostly (laughs) about... I can't believe that politics (laughs) is at odds with science. I can't believe it. And that's mostly driven by economics um, and fictional uh, money savings. So let me Um, guess. Science says we should stay on the standard time and economists and politicians would prefer we move to permanent daylight saving. Exactly. Wow. Well done. Very well done. Pretty sharp for this hour. And so the thing is, is that standard time tracks the, the sun time and our biological time much more closely. And the savings time um, is is more for kind of 
maximizing evening light. Um, the the this is this is I think an issue where we're trying to have increased communication and clarity on this issue. Um, but just to kind of put this in context, so there's the the Sunshine Act that was introduced by the Florida politician in 2019 and reintroduced every single year that wants to make savings time permanent. And the argument is that there's more evening light and we'll use less electricity and we'll save more money. Um, and people will be happier because they love having sunshine when they get off of work. Um, and that uh, doesn't work in the winter in a state such as ours. And it's particularly bad on the west side of our time zone. So in the middle of January, shortest day of the year, sunrise is at 7.30 standard time. If this was savings time, that would be 8.30. And then if you live on the west side of the time zone, that's 9.30 in the morning before the sun rises. A little late to see the sun. And it's dangerous because school start times, children waiting at the bus, they're basically going to be out at night. So the the calls that I oftentimes see in terms of like uh, safety issues because there's going to be more light at night or in the evening really doesn't apply to us in the winter. And it's very short-sighted. Well, so, wishing you better sleep here as we change the clock back nonetheless. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Dr. <laughs> Did you see this lady running around on the tarmac at the airport? How does that Not happen? Was it here? Actually, it was in Australia, which first you look up, you think it's got to be an American. <laughs> there are crazy people. Old. Maybe she was an American in Australia. Yeah, maybe we'll that would find be out. even worse. Taking this from the U.S. Sun, but the networks had it on TV. That's what actually what caught my eye. There's this woman running around like in front of a jet airplane. It's at the airport. It's not like on the runway yet, but it's taxiing. And she has stopped the aircraft in its tracks. Now, this could be a romantic, exciting moment where she was stopping to tell That's the what love I... of her life. I love you. Don't get on that plane. I love you. And then everyone on the plane. I never told you I love you. Everyone on the plane can applaud because we don't mind. We're happy for you. You need to, see to get love. off this plane. Yeah, so is that what it was? No, she missed the flight. <laughs> okay. Kid you not. She missed the flight. And okay thought the way to get on the flight was to run out on the tarmac and stop the plane. What, so they would, like, send the chute down the door? (laughs) All right, climb on. I guess if you really got to be on this plane. Yeah, she got arrested. She's running around out there. I wish it would have been a rom-com. That would have been more fun. Well, that's... It's the best-case scenario. Yeah, because you wouldn't be pissed. (laughs) Get her Wait, out of here. Why are we right. stopping this plane? Who's what? clapping? Don't clap for that. <laughs> 745. Let's go. Sports next. Idea man. You can't have any nuanced thought. Everything has to be winning and losing. And that's where I think the sportification of politics is really stupid. Innovative. How do we find some common ground? Sports, I'm not interested in finding common ground with the Bears. I want to throttle. And in politics, we have now gotten to the point where we just want to throttle people. We want to make them look like idiots, and then we want to bury them. I don't think that's good for anybody. And Packers Hall of Famer. You just created, Maybe I'm wrong. Did you just create a term, the sportification of politics? Because it's brilliant. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Tausch Rams come to town today. Matt LaFleur versus brother Mike. 
I didn't know this, but uh, Maddie apparently bought his parents a house. They live in Green Bay. Ah, yeah, I didn't know that either. That's, uh, I don't know if that uh, should sway the scales this weekend, but I'm Absolutely. assuming mom and dad are going to be pulling for the Packers then, right? <laughs> right. I think that's something where you have a family sit down. You sit down, Matt, yeah. you sit down, Mike, and you say, listen, Mikey, you're taking a dive this week. The family home is here. <laughs> well, or if nothing else, uh, their parents should parlay this into like a summer home somewhere else or a winter home. Probably a winter home in like Arizona or somewhere else to great get to so that he can equal things up. Because I'm sure, you know, parents never will tell you that they have a favorite kid and <laughs> they shouldn't. But I'm sure when someone buys them a brand new house, I bet they like them a little bit. Top of the depth chart for sure. Do you are you know what my wife? That's funny. You talk about the the favorite kid. Everybody knows my son is my wife's favorite. We got one boy and two girls, and she wars with the girls over things as as they do. So there's sweet sweet Max. He's you know her favorite. Mine just shifts. Like this one's the favorite right now. <laughs> Today, this one's the tomorrow. favorite. All right, right. I, I at least distribute it. Yeah, no, it's smart to kind of bounce around it. The one thing, especially you're in a public job. But when I saw Deion Sanders at Colorado basically say that his kid that was the quarterback had a bad game and he fell on Deion's depth chart yeah. or teardom of his kids. So I don't know if that's the healthiest thing, but, you know, <laughs> parenting, everybody's got different styles. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. Well, some people are wrong, but nobody's right. I, I don't think that's the right road to go down, but Deion's done it and he's had some success out there. So I, I get it. I think it's it's always best. Maybe to think that way, but then publicly you probably shouldn't uh, make those claims. Meanwhile, the favorite parent is always mom, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It feels that way, doesn't yeah. it? It does feel like that's the case. Unless, right, unless, this this is where, this is my saving grace. Unless, again, mom's the taskmaster in our sure, house. Sure, yeah. She's in there driving the stuff. She's in there keeping them on the, on the calendar. She's in there checking the power school or whatever it is that you're supposed to check the grades. And I can just come in there and be like, hey, you know. Come on, help us out here. <laughs> you play cool, uh, yes, guys. the reason voice. Look, help us all out here. Yeah, quick question for you guys. When you have um, one of your kids is in third, fourth, or fifth grade, do you always know what grade they're in? Like, do you know? Like, is there a time it slips? But like, God, I think, are you in fourth grade or third grade? Because my wife and Max are gone today, so I just dropped off Eleanor, and I was thinking, God, I know she, I'm pretty sure she's in fourth grade. Don't think she's, I know she's not in third, so I, I and it doesn't really matter, but I really felt like there's no way Sarah would ever have to ask that question, and I felt horrible that I did, and I probably should have just not asked. Is that a really bad thing, or just, has that ever happened to you guys? I think you should know the grade, I, yeah, I was gonna say, right? I, Sometimes the teacher eludes me, but I always know oh, the grade. Right. Which you guys are in the same class for this, right? No, he has this one, I have that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'll forget the birthday, like the actual. Really? Are you, are you the 23rd or the 27th, right now, Dad? I don't yeah. know. Uh, but I'm only a day off. I sometimes think it's you know it's the 14th, it's the 13th, or whatever it might be. I'm never more than a day off, so I feel pretty good about that one. But the grade, probably I should know. Yeah, I would. I would probably. That's a whole year range there. You should be yeah, good. Hey, who you got yeah, for uh, Sunday? Was, hey, my bad. That one was on me. Sunday, we good? I don't know anymore, man. <laughs> I was so confident last week. I don't feel... I have no vibes as far as no. I think it's a complete crapshoot as far as what happens on Sunday. They could win by 20, and they could lose by 10, and none of it would surprise me when we talk about it on Monday. Here you go. Go Pack.
Seven fifty nine. Thanks, Tausch. Business headlines up yeah. next.